Welcome to the Red Pill Plus Podcast. And we're now doing News Plus Sports. There's no orange man bad, war good, uniparty mantra here. Red Pill Plus. Red Pill Plus. Sports Plus News. Done right. Coming up, Red Pill Plus. No orange man bad, war good stuff here. Got a great show lined up for you. Welcome to the bonus round of the Red Pill Plus podcast. We're so thankful that you've joined us today. We're going to have a a great time here. And uh, welcome to the Red Pill Plus podcast. And uh, we're so thankful that you've joined us. Uh, I've got the the board to myself tonight. So sometimes I'll think I got the volumes up and they're down. And sometimes I think I have them down and I have them up. So just bear with me. I'm flying solo here tonight. Uh, but hey, man, I'm glad to have you. Uh, it is, uh, when I'm recording this, is actually early Friday morning, about 1 a.m. Friday morning. So hope you are uh, getting ready for a great weekend. A lot of really, really good uh, conference playoffs in college football this weekend. You got everything from the SEC, Big Ten, uh, Big 12, Pac-10, American, Conference USA. It's going to be a good time. But tonight, we're going to be talking about the DeSantis dumpster fire. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about the debate and uh, less about the actual debate and about the thinking behind the debate. And then the other is uh, a leak that the DeSantis campaign came, uh, put out today about the Donald Trump campaign that just is really is beneath DeSantis. And, and I'll just tell you, it looks like that uh, Steve Schultz, the perennial loser who um, ran John McCain's campaign, ran Mitt Romney's campaign, and just who is a dumpster fire uh, of a campaign manager, uh, is never even, I don't think he's ever even, Yes, he's won a nomination, but not even come close to winning an actual presidential race. Just gets trounced every time that he does it. It, it looks like he's running Ron DeSantis' campaign. Uh, there are several things here that I think are, are really, really um, just bad judgment. One being that you actually, and I tweeted this out or X'd this out today, and what I X'd out was this, uh, and I don't, don't mean to shift gears, but but I do want to say this, that uh, what do you do when you're down by 40 points to the leader, which would be Ron DeSantis polling at less than 15%, with Donald Trump at over 60%. So, so, so he's at 45 plus in the negative uh, behind. So what do you do? You... You take whom you think will be the presumptive Democrat nominee, which is Gavin Newsom, because 
most people feel like uh, that Joe Biden won't make it till then, or they they'll deep six him or whatever. Uh, so to make yourself look presidential, somebody came up with a bright idea of even though you're running at fifteen percent, you go ahead and debate one on one. Uh, Gavin Newsom. I mean, what do you have to lose? You're you're polling at you know you're approaching ten percent. So I mean, you're 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 in the laughable stage. So it's a last grasp effort for Ron DeSantis to get on the stage with a communist like Gavin Newsom and debate him. And then if you if you want to make it to where it's just total silly season, season and you turn off every uh, America First, it, it, so. So there, there's three America First conservatives somewhere in the world you've not totally alienated by stabbing Donald Trump in the back. So how do you alienate the last three? You get uh, Sean Hannity to moderate the debate. And so there you have it. You got Gavin Newsom, the communist. You got Ron DeSantis, the backstabber of uh, who I, I, I think was a great governor but uh, really, really shot himself in the foot when he ran against uh, Donald Trump. And listen, if Donald Trump would have not uh, had all the trouble he's had, would not had all these uh, Marxists coming against him using lawfare to do it, uh, I could see a challenge. I could see, I wouldn't vote for him, but I could see a challenge. But when a guy is being beat to death and then you pile on, it's, it's, it's inexcusable, it's abhorrent, and that's why you're polling, uh, you're approaching 10% you're polling. I think he's at you know, somewhere between 11 and 12 and a half, depending on which poll you believe. So I think that was, so it started out wrong from the beginning. Uh, then you get this bright idea, then did horrible in the debates, no matter what anybody says. I've never questioned how good a governor Ron DeSantis was. Never question how good a husband, father he is. He's a horrible presidential candidate. And I would say that if Donald Trump wasn't winning, he's just not very good at this presidential campaigning. It, it's a different animal. And to, to run for governor, to run for president, are, are some ways very, very similar. You have to have a presidential essence about you. But from governor to president is... Uh, is light years, and Ron DeSantis was presidential enough, I'm using air quotes here, gubernatorial enough to run for governor, and has been a great governor, but to run for president is a whole different ball game. Uh, Vave Ramaswamy has a very presidential uh, presence. He can be a little nerdy, he can be a little, you know, uh, yap-yap, uh, but very presidential, very classy, uh, very smart on his feet, uh, you know, great debater. And uh, Ron DeSantis just ha- has not been. And then so you couple that with now you're going to run against, I mean, you're going you're gonna to debate Gavin Newsom. So what you're saying is, uh, you know, l- let's let everybody forget that I'm polling. This is Ron DeSantis. Let's let everybody forget that I'm polling at, you know, approaching 10% because I'm dropping like a rock. And let's pretend that I win the nomination because that's the only way I will win the the nomination is in my mind and in my imagination. 
And then let's imagine that I get to debate Gavin Newsom, who they are thinking will be the uh, presumptive Democratic nominee. And so let's get everybody to see us up there. And, uh, you know, I didn't watch the debate, will not watch the debate, have no desire to watch the debate. I have no desire to hear what Sean Hannity has to say. I have no desire to see what Gavin Newsom has to say have no desire to uh, hear what uh, Ron DeSantis has to say, and certainly not Ron DeSantis debating Gavin Newsom. I could care less. Uh, and I would suspect there's probably, I don't know, I, I'd love to see the numbers, but I bet you it's 30 times the audience watched the Cowboys and the Seahawks versus Ron DeSantis and Gavin Newsom. Uh, so, uh, you know, I think, one, that was a, a terrible, terrible decision. And quite honestly, I can't hardly blame them because it's desperation is what it is, and I get it. Uh, so I, I want to talk about uh, a little bit about uh, the, the debate, the rest of it, and I'll finish up with that. I'm not going to take too much time on it. This is not going to be, this is a bonus uh, podcast anyway, so I'm not going to be on here terribly long, terribly long time. Did want to say thank you to uh, RedRiverAuto.com uh, for sponsoring this uh, special episode tonight. RedRiverAuto.com, uh, the most patriotic car dealership in America. Uh, listen, you owe it to yourself and you owe it to them to at least try them before you buy your next new or used car, no matter where you may live. And by the way, we have, even though they can't sell you a car in probably a foreign country, uh, I don't know, they may could, call them and see, but uh, at least in the United States, we have uh, a lot of our states, and I got to go back and count how many states, because I got so focused on how many countries we've added, we're now up to 12, uh, I think 12 or 13, no, I'm sorry, 11 uh, foreign countries right now, counting America, we have 11 countries that are uh, taking in the podcast, so thank you so very much, all you pillheads in uh, Cameroon, in Brazil, uh, in Hungary, uh, in, uh, let's see, uh, Puerto Rico, which is a territory, but that's, I didn't count that in the 11, uh, Germany, uh, Italy, uh, let's see, Australia, the UK, um, uh, man, there's, th uh, of course, America, so that's nine, I'm, I'm missing two more. Um, but thank you so much, and, and my apologies. I will uh, track down what the other two are and will give you proper credit. So thank you to each and every one of you. Tell somebody about the show and tell them about Red River Auto, redriverauto.com, and then MyPillow, mypillow.com. Don't forget to use that promo code RED. Uh, and then last but certainly not least, uh, is PurposeMediaPublishing.com. Listen, if uh, maybe you attend a church and you say, hey, man, we want to get our pastor or one of our uh, pastoral staff uh, a real special gift this year, go to PurposeMediaPublishing.com and buy a, a publishing package uh, set up for a call. We'll, we'll get a call set up with you, tell you what all we include. You get a landing page. You get total manuscript uh, help. Uh, you get uh, all your design inside, outside, 
uh, we'll help you. We even do some ghost writing. We won't ghost write the whole book, but we'll certainly help you. Uh, we'll give you line editing, composition editing, uh, it, everything you can imagine uploading to Amazon, your ebook uh, uh, uploaded. We'll work with uh, our printers or a printer that you have, have your print ready file, have everything ready to go for you. And all you have to do is pay for the books. If you go with Amazon with the physical books, you'll have an ebook. And then Amazon, you can print them on demand. So uh, great, great. We've got a special right now there. We've been running that uh, $1,995, $1,995. We have that on uh, special $500 off, $1,495 for the Purpose Media Publishing Package. Uh, go ahead and book a call at PurposeMediaPublishing.com. Uh, maybe your wife or your husband or somebody very special to you. Uh, maybe it's your boss. Maybe it's, you know, like I said, your pastor. And you're, you're, you as a church want to do something really special. Uh, what a tribute to... Uh, and if your pastor, uh, we can take his or her, uh, their sermons, and we can transcribe them and turn them into a book. So a lot of possibility there. What a wonderful present. If you've been looking for a present that, you know, just I want to do something really special, then here's your opportunity. Maybe as a family, you want to put together a book uh, that kind of chronicles the whole family and the story of the family and where you came from and all that and give to everybody. Uh, and if you got, you know, quite a few family members, uh, then you can d divvy up the cost. Another thing about our 1495 package, even though we're discounted uh, $500, uh, if you want to put it uh, on payments, no interest, uh, $100 down, $100 a month, or however you want to do it, we'll work with you. So that's PurposeMediaPublishing.com. So thank you to them. Thank you to RedRiverAuto.com. And then thank you to MyPillow.com. Don't forget to use that promo code RED. So we talked about the debate and talked about how uh, such a debacle that was. Uh, and again, I didn't watch the actual debate. Just getting on the stage with Gavin Newsom is, you know, just really, really weak sauce. Uh, the other thing, and you'll notice on the image that we'll publish when we put out this uh, podcast, because I've already got the image built, and that is I, I stuck Nikki Haley right in between Ron DeSantis uh, and Gavin Newsom. And here's why I did that. Because today the uh, Ron DeSantis campaign leaked uh, a rumor that is totally bogus and said that Donald Trump is uh, seriously considering Nikki Haley as his running mate. I don't believe that for a second. I don't believe that would ever happen. I believe Donald Trump knows that she is uh, a turncoat, just like Ron DeSantis is. And so what that was meant to do was to do, to, and they think they're so brilliant, but they, it was meant to do two things at one time. It was meant to drop the numbers for Nikki Haley uh, because uh, Ron DeSantis is trailing Nikki Haley. And then it was also meant to cut in to Donald Trump's uh, support because there's no America first voter that is going to be for Nikki Haley as Donald Trump's running mate for vice president. So that part of it was actually pretty smart because it's, it's a two for one. Uh, the, the problem with it is, is uh, 
one, you're, you're not going to even, as I tweeted, you're not going to, or X'd, you're not going to even sniff the nomination of Ron DeSantis. So stop. You know, you can, you can stop that. Two, uh, when this comes out, and they will track it down, who it was leaked by, how bogus it really is, uh, then it just makes you look really, really as desperate as you are. And so, uh, you know, th that's what losing, that's what desperate campaigns tend to do is to leak things that they know not to be true, but nonetheless they think will hurt, in this case, two candidates. Uh, and then, you know, in just a matter of time, Vivek Ramaswamy will be ahead of Ron DeSantis. Uh, a lot of people were saying, you know, okay, DeSantis may have won the debate. I don't know. Again, I didn't watch it. But uh, whether he wins or loses, the question that I saw on X just over and over again was, what is this? how does this affect his numbers against Donald Trump? And it's it does nothing. It's, it's, it's a zero-sum game. So uh, with that being said, I think, um, you know, pulling Nikki Haley into it, trying to... Uh, Gav, uh, to cross that bridge too far that Donald Trump would ever pick Nikki Haley really, really smacks of desperation and uh, just, it is what it is. It's, it's you know, it, the, the campaign's on fumes. And so the Ron DeSantis, the Gavin Newsom debate, the Nikki Haley thing is just uh, desperate signs of uh, desperation. Now let's talk real quick uh, in the last uh, few minutes. We'll, we'll be on here probably another 12, 13 minutes, something like that. I'm going to shoot for 30 minutes. We may or may not make it. That's fine if we don't. But the, the next part that I'd like to talk about is the upcoming uh, primaries, uh, the, the early primaries, which will be um, Iowa, uh, also will be um, New Hampshire, uh, then South Carolina. Uh, there's another one that is right in there uh, in that town. But I think the main ones are uh, Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, I believe. It seems like there's one between uh, New Hampshire and South Carolina, but right now it's escaping me. But nonetheless, um, I thought it's, uh, you know, I, th I thought, the, the idea that uh, Ron DeSantis is going to is going to just mop the floor in uh, New Hampshire and in uh, Iowa, I don't think that's the case. I really don't. But even if Ron DeSantis uh, were to win Iowa and perhaps even win in New Hampshire, I, I think it's in this particular case is. Uh, an outlier, but I, don't, I really don't. I don't think there's any way you're polling at 13% and dropping uh, nationally that that's going to translate to, although I will say this, that uh, like Ted Cruz, like Mike Huckabee, uh, there have been several candidates that surprised people early on in Iowa. So that part is uh, true. So Iowa can be very unpredictable New Hampshire is more moderate, more, you know, uh, very independent-minded. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. That, that'll be fascinating to see uh, there uh, how that actually 
plays out as far as Iowa and New Hampshire. If I were a betting man today, I would say uh, that Iowa and New Hampshire will be uh, probably two of Trump's weaker, uh, because those are pretty moderate states. Uh, Iowa is conservative morally, uh, you know, but but I don't think so much, uh, I don't know how strong they are America first. And they may be, you know, solid as a rock. Uh, so be fascinating to see. I think probably those two, and then, then of course DeSantis and his group would just go nuts if they have a good show. And I don't think it's gonna be as good as they're hoping for in Iowa and New Hampshire. And that even uh, is if uh, he makes it that far. So I think that's, you know, that's another thing that I believe is uh, really, really uh, something to watch. I think financially, from every indication that I have uh, received, that uh, DeSantis is in trouble financially. As some of his major donors are uh, stepping aside and, and going with Haley or going with someone else. So I think, um, I, you know, I think that's, he's got to do well in, in, in Iowa uh, and New Hampshire. And I think actually his polling has to be better uh, before Iowa New Hampshire because we're talking about Iowa, what, in January. Uh, New Hampshire's, what, a few couple weeks later than South Carolina. And again, I think there's a, another one uh, in there. Uh, so it'll be it'll be fascinating. Now we'll start seeing some uh, VP uh, considerations, and that's why they leaked that today about v, uh, Nikki Haley. I, I really think that uh, Donald Trump's going to try to make a real big splash with his man. I hope he doesn't pick um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, uh, and that's that's the governor's state we're in. But she has been such a disappointment, which not been a disappointment to me because I knew what she was. But um, that she, you know, the way she piled around with Mike Pence, I just, I never saw her be an America first, uh, hardcore conservative. I just, I just didn't. Uh, but people are so easily fooled. They're just so easily led astray. And uh, that's, that's what was done here in Arkansas. So uh, we'll see about the VP uh, stakes and, and who ends up. But I would love to see it be uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. That is my uh, pick by far uh, for uh, vice president for President Trump. I think he brings the young vote. I think he brings a air of uh, intellect and and uh, and great debater. And I think it'd be a great great addition, and would really really be be strong. Maybe too strong uh, for for President Trump. I don't know. Um, another thing that I wanted to, the last thing I wanted to touch on tonight, and I just, I've been thinking about this a lot. I'd read something somewhere that really caused me to ponder this. Uh, and, and, you know, just like you, I knew without a shadow of a doubt that Donald Trump won the 2020 election. I have no doubt that he won that. I, I personally think at some point that will come to light. Uh, but I think there's no doubt that he won the 2020 election. Let me, let me say that. Secondly, that uh, it's amazing that Donald Trump got 75 million votes and lost. Uh, thirdly, that Joe Biden, who barely 
didn't even campaign, was in his basement most of the time, literally, uh, would, would go to events and there would be, you know, 10, 15 people there. No, uh, no enthusiasm whatsoever. And somehow he got over 80 million votes. I'll never believe that ever. Fourthly, is Donald Trump is, is to my knowledge, the first president in history to run for re-election and get more votes in his re-election than he did in his inaugural race or in his first race. And that right there, that right there my friend, is uh, proof of the pudding that this election was stolen. I have no doubt about it whatsoever in my mind. Uh, I don't think there's any way that Donald Trump gets 60, uh, 75 million votes. And uh, fifthly, or sixthly, if that's even a word, is as far as popular and as big as scam as uh, Barack Obama was and scammed so many white folks and black folks to vote for him, Republicans and Democrats and independents, uh, by the millions. Uh, and he was a phenomenon overseas and, you know, had these massive crowds and massive rallies. He had Donald Trump-sized numbers. Uh, and that Joe Biden got more votes than Barack Obama. And Joe Biden got more votes in his first race than Barack Obama got in his first race for president. There's no way I can believe that. No way that uh, Joe Biden got in excess of 75 million votes. No way that uh, Joe Biden, uh, President Trump, got more votes the second time he ran than the first time and lost. There's no way. So it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when that this comes to light. <clears throat> so. Uh, what Donald Trump is endeavoring to do is actually be voted in a third time as president. I believe he's won two elections, uh, and now he is vying for a third election. And uh, what I'm just hoping, I know like my wife, she voted. My wife hadn't voted probably in 20 years, and she voted for Donald Trump. Uh, and I know that's empirical. That's just, uh, is that the word, empirical? Uh you know, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's just a, uh, you know, my own personal experience. And, and I'm, I'm kind of laying that over the national trend. So that's certainly not scientific. I understand that. But here's somebody who just has no confidence in the political process, who just says, you know, what does it matter? And it really bothered me that she put forth the effort to go vote for Donald Trump and then he still loses. Now, she's not political at all, and she'll tell you right now, there's no way he lost. I mean, she looks at Joe Biden and says, no way that guy, uh, you know, more people voted for him than Donald Trump, no way. And, you know, I heard a psychologist say one time, he said, you know, there's, there's something about uh, humans. Humans have a built-in lie detector. And they know when they know when something's not right. They know when something is amiss. They know when someone is lying, or some more than one is lying. They they just have this sixth sense about them, and and man is just you know so many people uh, 
just feels so much like that election was stolen. Not to mention Donald Trump was up in every, you know, about three and 400,000 votes uh, and more in so many, in every swing state. And then every single one of those swing states, they shut down, they stop voting in all of them, not most of them, every one of them. And then when they started back, Donald Trump was behind and Joe Biden was ahead. There's no way. There's no way I ever believe that. There's no way I ever believe that the stopping of the voting was uh, was legitimate. I believe it was intentional. Uh, it was cooking the books. Number two, there's no way I believe that Joe Biden got more votes than in his first election after being worn out, old shoe, creepy old man politician for 180 years that he gets more uh, votes than Barack Obama, who is a worldwide phenomenon. No way, no way in this world. Thirdly, that again, I repeat myself, that a, a sitting president runs for re-election, first time in history, gets more votes than he did the first time and loses. There's no way. So come up with a better, better story because I don't believe that one. Okay, so uh, I just want to get on here. I wanted to talk about the DeSantis dumpster fire that is his campaign. Uh, you thought you were going to just take the world by storm. Now you're below 15%. You're somewhere between 10 and 12.5%, depending on the poll. Uh, you're up there pretending to be the nominee because that's the only way you'll ever be on the final debate stage between the Republican-Democrat nominee. So... If you're down by 45 points, what do you do? Then you arrange a, a debate with the presumptive Democrat nominee. You go on TV with your buddy, Sean Hannity, and you pretend that you all are having a Republican nominee versus Democrat nominee presidential debate, and it's all a farce because that's the closest you'll ever get is pretending. Uh, and then... Uh, you add insult to injury by leaking that Nikki Haley, uh, that Donald Trump is is considered Nikki Haley to be his running mate. So uh, that is the DeSantis dumpster fire. Uh, you know, boneheaded moves like this over and over again is why, you know, he started at what, just under 20%, never broke it, I don't think. Stayed in the teens the whole time, and now he's head toward 10%. So that's a, that's a wrap, that's a show. Uh, we are so thankful that you joined us. Thank you for taking the time. Tell somebody about the show, and uh, we'll see you here next time on the Red Pill Plus podcast. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to the Red Pill Plus podcast. Sports Plus news done right. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. In the meantime, hit us up on Facebook and Twitter at Red Pill Plus, And check the website at DocWashburn.com slash Red Pill. <laughs>